0: I welcome you all to encounter tonight. It's a fellowship meeting. I welcome you to the congregation of the saints. Hallelujah. And I believe that tonight, as always, and even more, God is going to bring us his word by his spirit, even as I speak his word. You know, Jesus said that he whom God has sent. Speaketh not the words; he speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. That means that a man is enabled, a man is given the ability or empowered to speak the word of God when he is given the Holy Ghost. So as long as we have received the Holy Ghost, we have received divine enablement, there is an anointing to speak the word that comes from the impartation of the Spirit of God. That's why Jesus said to the disciples, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you receive the promise of the Father. And he said, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. What do witnesses do? They tell abroad what they've seen, what they've experienced, what they've heard. And until they received the Holy Ghost, they were not enabled and empowered to speak the Word of God, to proclaim the good news of the Gospel of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah so he whom god has sent the bible says that how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed how shall they believe in whom they have not heard how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall they preach if they be not sent? to the beginning point of men having calling upon god in faith is a man being sent from God. The Bible says there was a man called John who was sent from God. Hallelujah. And John came preaching the word of God. So it begins with God sending you out. And Jesus said, As the Father has sent me, so send I you. And that same grace, given to Christ by the Holy Spirit, to speak the word of God has been given to us also. So we are empowered and enabled to speak the word of God. And this words impact life and spirit to those who hear us. Hallelujah. Amen. But as believers, there is a danger we have to watch against. Jesus said something. He said, eyes have they, but they see not. And he said, ears have they, but they hear not. And he said, he that had an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. Sometimes in the overabundance of the word of God you are hearing but you are not hearing. You have ears. You are hearing but you are not hearing. You are seeing but you are not really seeing. You are seeing but there is no revelation. Hallelujah. You are hearing but you are not really hearing revelation. Because you see, you do not have an ear for the spirit. So you hear and you go and then it passes by. But I pray for you today that the word of God that is coming to you will not just pass by your ears, but you will trap the word of God into your spirit by faith. The Bible says that the word that was preached to them did not benefit them because it was not mixed with faith. So faith is almost like your spiritual net by which you catch the word of God into your spirit man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so tonight, as the word of God is coming unto you, Receive it as it is, as it is. That is the word of God. And catch it into your spirit, man, by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. As I was preparing the message today, this scripture also came to mind. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. I, I love it. Verse 3. It says that, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. Hallelujah. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. What does that mean? Our daily lives we live in the natural, in the physical. That is what it means by the flesh here. We do not walk after the flesh, meaning we do not take our counsel, we do not strategize in our lives, we do not carry out the work of the ministry, we do not carry out our lives after the flesh, meaning we do not look at things we see and hear with our optical eyes and ears to make decisions that pertain to our life and the work of the ministry we are doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. The things that inform our decision and strategies is in divine revelation from above. Not from the natural. Not from things we are seeing and things we are hearing in the natural. But divine revelation from above. Hallelujah. Look at verse 5 it says for the weapons of our warfare it says for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God hallelujah I could I could dwell on this for the whole year it says the weapons of our warfare we have weapons by which we strategize. Weapons by which, you know, we plan and execute the apostolia, that is, the work of the ministry, which has been entrusted unto us. There are weapons by which we make decisions, strategic, the spiritual decisions that influence our destiny. The Bible says they are not carnal. They are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Mighty how? Through God. Through God. Listen, every little step, spiritual step you take, it becomes mighty through God. As you take that step with faith in God, it becomes mighty through God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Jesus offered himself through the eternal spirit. And that was why his sacrifice was so mighty. Because he offered it through the eternal spirit. It is, a, it is the same as mighty through God. He offered himself through the eternal spirit. So what he did was mighty. It became so effectual in redeeming mankind from his sin. And in the same way, if we would, if we would, if we would simply work through God... The weapons of our warfare will be mighty. Hallelujah. What are some of the weapons of your warfare? Prayer. By prayer, you download divine revelation by which you strategize. And your prayer, those little prayers you pray, as you pray in faith towards God, listen, your prayers become mighty through God. Sometimes we are here praying and, you know, you're praying, listen, in the realm of the spirit, God is Amplifying your voice. It's almost like two forth in the realm of the spirit. That's what is happening. The Bible says that there were four lepers sitting at the gate. And they said if we abide there we die, if we go into the city, we die. He said, let us go to the media, is it the Median or the Syrians? If we go there peradventure they may spare us and give us something to eat. And the Bible says that those four letters they began to journey towards the city As they were going, the Bible says that God, God multiplied their, the sound of their steps. us God multiplied the sound of their steps. Only four letters, And the entire army of Syria, they, it felt as though a greater army was marching towards them. And they fell away. That is what happens in the realm of the Spirit you are just in your closet praying morning prayers we are we gather we are sometimes we are praying and we are even sleeping you know what is happening in the realm of the spirit it is mighty through God hallelujah you speak a word of encouragement to somebody that word is mighty through God that word you just spoke to a brother you spoke to a sister in need you spoke a word you thought that was just it but God took that word and used it to work mightily in the life of the person he saved the person from committing suicide it is mighty through God hallelujah hallelujah but then Never consider anything you do, any spiritual activity you do, never consider it little. It is never. Because always God amplifies it. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God always amplifies it. God always amplifies it. Well, today... My focus, I texted you on Group Me earlier on, and I said that we're going to talk about faith. That Faith is that divine cord by which we are able to connect into God, into the kingdom, into the, the glory and power of the kingdom. The Bible says that for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. Hallelujah. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. There's a certain glory of the kingdom, and there's a certain power that operates the kingdom that we live in. Hallelujah. All resources of God are in the kingdom. And as believers, we need to understand how to tap and connect a constant supply of the resources of the kingdom which is available to us abundantly. We can live in abundance and and be experiencing scarcity in our lives. Meanwhile, there is abundance around us. Just because we do not know how to connect, See, the Word of God teaches us how to. There is always a how to. There is a how to approach God. There is a how to pray, to receive answers. There is a how to receive from God. There is always a how. And sometimes people say they are praying. And they are praying. And they are praying. And they are praying. And they, praying and they don't receive an answer. And they ask yourself, you know, the other day a friend told me. He's been praying and praying and praying and praying. He doesn't know what to do. And... He has not seen anything, and you know, as I was thinking about what the person said to me, immediately the Lord, the Lord impressed something upon my heart. I said, "Ask him what was the content of his prayer." You see, the fact that you, you you perform that you know almost religious activity of prayer does not necessarily mean that God would answer you. The question is, what was the content of your prayer? Why have I prayed so much and God has not answered me? The question is, how did you pray? There is a how. Have you been doing something and sometimes you know when you get a new gadget, electronic gadget, you've been trying to work your thing and the thing is not working. And then you bring an expert and the expert comes and then he touches one or two things and the thing starts to work. So how did you do it? Right? And he shows you, oh, connect this. He said, oh. You see, you are not connecting things well, so you are not really seeing it. And you thought it, it, was, it was not working, so you are about to throw it away. But when the yesterday came and connected things well, it began to work, and you are so excited. That is how it is. In the realm of the Spirit, for things to work, there is a how. There are technicalities. Hallelujah. There is a, you don't just do things anyhow and expect that they will just work like that. No. There is a how, and the Word of God teaches us how. Let me show you an example. Paul, in the book of Romans, he makes a great deal of, you know, he reveals a great deal of his heart for his his in the Jews. Look at this, this nine, chapter 9, it says, I say the truth in Christ, align not. my conscience bearing me witness with the Holy Ghost, that I have great sorrow and an unceasing pain in my heart. This is Paul. For I could wish that I myself was accursed from Christ for my brethren's sake, my kinsfolk, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelite. Who is the adoption and the glory and the covenant and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises? Whose are the fathers and of whom is Christ, as concerning the flesh, who is who is overall over God blessed forever? Hallelujah. And see, unto the Israelite pertaineth the promises and the covenants and the adoption and the glory and the service of God and the promises unto whom even Christ came as to the flesh you see even these people to whom all these things pertained could not experience the blessing of it and because of that the heart of Paul ached and it pained him so much in the book of Romans we see the heart of Paul for the children of Israel Now, in Romans chapter 9, Paul begins by pouring out his heart concerning the children of Israel. Listen to what he said. Let me read Romans. I know I read it, but let me read. He says, I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow. Look at Paul. Paul had great sorrow and unceasing pain in his heart. What was the pain of Paul? Listen to verse 3. He says, for I could wish that I myself was a curse from Christ for my brethren's sake. My kinsmen according to the flesh. Who are Israelites? Who is whose is the adoption? And the glory and the covenant and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. Whose are the fathers and of whom Christ has concerning the flesh, who is overall God blessed forever. Paul, the pain of Paul in seeing the Israelite or his own kinsmen, the Jews, so close to salvation by yet not entering into salvation. Was so strong, so much so that Paul even wanted to be accused from Christ So that his brethren might come in That was the level of Paul's pain That was the extent to which Paul would go to sacrifice for them to be saved He wanted them to be saved so much Because you see, to the Jews pertained the law To the Jews came the promises The promise of salvation came to the Jews When Christ came, he was a Jew He came to the house of Israel, the lost tribe of Israel The lost house of Israel The Bible says that to them pertain the glory and the covenants, the giving of the law and the service to God. All these things, they had it, yet still they were so far away from it. They were so close, yet far away. Eyes had day, but they could see not. Ears had day, but they could hear not. Let's go to verse 10, chapter 10. And you didn't see more. Chapter 10, verse 1. Paul says, Brethren, my heart desire and supplication to God is for them that they may be saved. That means Paul was always praying that Israel will be saved, that they will come to the knowledge of salvation. Why was that? Listen to verse He says, For I bear them witness that they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. The Israelites. They had zeal. They were zealous for the law. The Bible says concerning James, even James after he had converted, even after he was born again, the Bible says that he was very zealous for the law. These people, they had zeal for the law. They had zeal for God. They would pray. They had zeal. They would do things. Go through a lot of religious rites. Yet, the Bible says not according to knowledge. Why? Look at verse 3. For being ignorant of God's righteousness, and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God, so they had zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, and because of their lack of knowledge, they did not submit or receive the provision of God, they went about establishing their own, they were seeking their own way, they were doing things their own way, yet still, they were not getting the result they wanted. Let me show you how they did not get the result they wanted. This is serious. This is really serious. You know, the Bible says that concerning the Israelites, that what they sought, what Israel sought, he had not received. What Israel sought... The Bible says that they sought for salvation, but they did not obtain, they could not receive, they could not not take hold of salvation. Why? Because they went about it their own way. They did not know that God has set down a procedure for salvation, and that procedure was by faith. Because they did not know, because of their ignorance. The Bible says that for they have been ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law to every unto righteousness for everyone that believeth. Hallelujah. They did not know that Christ was the end of the law. And yet still, in their zeal for God, they were still holding on to the law. But then zeal is not enough. Sometimes we have zeal for God. How many people have zeal for God? And yesterday they are struggling so much in their lives. How many people have zeal for God? You know that this guy loves God. You could tell in the way he does things. Yesterday the guy is struggling so much in his life with so many things. Like, you know, it's... It, He's always complaining about unanswered prayer. He's always complaining about certain things. He's always fearful. You know, it looks as if things are not really working in his life or her life. But the person has zeal for God. The problem? Ignorance. Knowledge. The Bible did not say it for lack of prayer or because of sin my people perish. Or because of the devil my people perish. The Bible says that. For lack of knowledge, my people perish. The Bible says that through knowledge shall they just be delivered, delivered into what your inheritance. Through knowledge, that's why the Bible says that He has given us not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which of God that we may know, we may know, we may come to have gnosco. We may know the things that are freely given to us. The purpose of the Holy Ghost in your life is to bring you into the revelation knowledge. Of what God and Christ has accomplished for you. And has made available to you. Revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge. So important. It teaches you not just what is there for you. But teaches you how to access it. Hallelujah. It teaches you how to. And the chief how to kingdom for doing anything is faith. That is the chief how to. Faith. The chief way to access anything in the kingdom is faith, and the spirit of God will teach you how to walk in faith. The purpose of the spirit is faith to teach you how to walk in faith. Hallelujah. And this was the problem of the Israelites that though the law, pertain, if though it, to them pertained the law. Though they had the glory and they had, they, they, to them was the adoption and to them Christ came as to the flesh. The covenant and the promises were to them. So close yet, but yet far. Have you ever felt that way? If you're so, you feel like you are so close but yet you are far. And it looks like things are not really working so well for you. The word of God has said this but you are not really seeing it in your life. And you are asking as so why. You see. You need to learn how to work it. Hallelujah. You need to learn how to make it work. And there is a how. In your prayer, in your Bible study, there is a how to study the word of God so that the word of God will have effect in your life. There are people who have been hearing God's word and hearing God's word and hearing God's word and hearing God's word, but the word of God has not changed them. The, The way they are, that is how they are for two years three years they've been hearing the word of god every day they go for conferences they come back they lay hands on them they fall down they get up and still they are the same the same way they are they are still fearful they are still afraid they, they they get you know they get anxious the word of god has not really done anything in them why but they've been under the ministry of the word of god for two good years Two years is even too much for the Word of God to work in you. Six months is enough for God to do what He wants to do in your life. Under not the Word of God. So why? They've been hearing the Word of God, but the Word of God is not working in them. They've been praying, but nothing is happening. But then there is a how. Hallelujah. And that is the wisdom, the revelational wisdom God wants to give you today. That you see, you don't just do things. There is a how. There is a how. You don't just pray. There is a how. And when you get a revelation of the how, you do things the right way. You would apply less effort and you will see tremendous results. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You will see tremendous results. Let's read on verse 5. For Moses wrote that, The man that doeth righteousness, which is of the law, shall live thereby. But the righteousness, which is of faith, saith us, Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend to the heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who shall descend into the others, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. You see, Christ is the solution to all things. Christ Jesus is the solution to all things. And we all want solution to everything, right? Is the solution to salvation. If you want salvation, is Christ. If you want peace of mind, is Christ. Anything you want in life, is Christ. And he's saying this, say not to you, who will bring this solution from heaven? Who will go to heaven and bring Christ down for me? Because he's my solution. He said, or who will go down into the abyss and bring Christ up for me? He said, don't say that in your heart. Don't always be looking for the solution somewhere. Oh, who will do this for me? And who will help me? Oh, who will do this? Where can I go to get this? Don't be asking that question as a believer. But look at this. Look at this 8. He said, But what sayeth it? Oh, I love this. He says, The word is nigh di. Hallelujah. This is what you must say. This is what he's saying to you. He says, The word is nigh di. The thing you are looking for the solution you are looking for is not in heaven is not on earth is not under the earth for somebody to bring it down you don't need a prophet to call down heaven on to call bring heaven down for you you don't need somebody to conjure some tricks to bring Christ from the grave for he's already risen but what does he say said the word what is now you the word the word the word the word is mighty even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Hallelujah. Meaning that the solution to all things is the word of faith which we preach. This word we have been preaching every day, Every Sunday we are preaching. Every morning we are preaching. Every day we are preaching. The way. This is this is the solution to all things. It's called the Word of Faith. And the Bible says it is ninety. It is close to you. You've been hearing it every day. Men of God have been preaching it. You've been hearing it. You've been reading it in your Bible. You've been reading it in books. You've been, it's the Word of Faith which we preach. It's the Word of God. It's 90, it's so close to you. That is the solution you need. It is not somewhere in some mountain somewhere. A friend of mine called me, he he said that in Ghana there's this mountain where people go pray and they get power. So he wants to go there. I said, really? But it, it is not in some mountain somewhere. It is not with some prophet in some village or some jungle somewhere. It is not in the back side of the day You don't have to travel miles the, It is the word of faith which is 90 The Bible says that it is 90 In thy mouth Even in thy heart Which is the word of faith which we preach The word of faith we are preaching That is the solution to your problem That is the solution to everything in your life It is the word of faith Look at it He said, because if thou shalt confess with thy mouth Jesus as Lord, and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart men believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. You see, the first blessing of the word of faith is salvation. And how does it come? With your heart you believe. He said the word of faith is 90, even in your mouth and in your heart. In your heart meaning you believed it. On your mouth meaning you are confessing it. So he says with the heart man believes and is made righteous. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In the same order, the word of faith which we preach daily must be on your tongue and in your heart. In your heart meaning you've captured it by faith and it is part of your spirit man. And you keep the confession of that word of faith on your tongue daily. Sometimes when you hear believers, it is the word of doubt on their tongue. They are always speaking doubt. I wonder if it is the word of doubt we are preaching. But brethren, bear me witness. When I stand on, when every Sunday as we preach, what where have I been preaching is the word of faith. It's not the word of doubt. It's not the word of fear. For some believers, it is the word of fear that is on their tongue every day, speaking fear. But then, it is not going to change the problem. It is not going to change. That is not what will bring the solution. The solution is the word of faith. From today, decide that only the word of faith will be on your tongue. Your tongue is sanctified to declare only the word of faith. No matter how you feel, no matter what you see, no matter what you hear, declare that you will only speak the word of faith. Hallelujah. Because that is what will bring the answer. That is the solution. He said, it is my deed. This is the solution, the word of faith. You've been hearing it every day. The solution you need is nice. It is close to you. It is not hidden somewhere. It is the word of faith. Hallelujah. And if you keep believing the word of faith in your heart, and keep its confession on your tongue, you'll be catapulted into the blessing of salvation. Into the full blessing of salvation. yes. That is it. That is it. This is the how for making the kingdom, the blessing of the kingdom, work for you. Believe in the word of faith and keeping it confession on your tongue. That is how you make the the the, the you 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 step into the fullness of the blessing of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says it is 90 even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Hallelujah. I love it. Oh It is 90 this is the solution you've been looking for It is not in the heaven somewhere. Oh God help me What help do you want again after God has given you the Holy Ghost the greatest help after God has given you the word of faith what help again do you want oh god please oh god please god is not going to move because of your tears you can cry a thousand years it will move god did you ever see jesus respond to anybody as say oh don't cry don't don't weep again god has seen your your tears what did jesus say your fate has made you whole your faith has made you whole the woman with the issue of plan she kept the confession of the word of faith on a tongue. If I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And that is what pleases God. And that is what moves God. Nothing is going to ever move God on your behalf. You can cry for 20 years, you still be crying. And you think God has disappointed you, but you have disappointed yourself. Because you've decided not to believe the word of faith and to keep its confession on your mouth. Hallelujah! This is how you make things work in the kingdom for you. You see, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal; they are mighty through God. When you keep the word of faith in your spirit, and you keep the the confession on your tongue, it is mighty through God it is mighty through God to accomplish whatever it needs to accomplish keep speaking the word of God keep declaring the word of God you must keep one time Jesus was going to heal the centurion's daughter and the woman with the issue of blood delayed him a little bit and so by the time he finished healing the woman with the issue of blood, the servants came to the man and said, Don't worry the master anymore, your daughter is dead. Jesus turned to him immediately. The moment they said that to him, his faith withered and he was about to lose hope. And Jesus turned to him and he held on to him and said, Fear not, only believe. I see God holding somebody tonight and saying to you, Fear not. Only listen, listen to the word, only. What does only mean? Meaning that The one thing, the one and only thing God permits you to do is to believe. Any other thing you are disobeying God. If you fear, you are disobeying God. If you doubt, you are disobeying God. The only thing God wants you to do is to believe. Forget what people are saying. Forget what people are thinking. Forget what you are seeing with your eyes. Forget what you are hearing. God says only believe. The question is whose report shall you believe? Hallelujah. This is the how to make the things of the kingdom work on your behalf. To connect to the supply line of God's power so that God's power will flow in your life daily, consistently. And you will see miracles happening in your life. Yes. You'll be amazed. Listen, it is the word of faith. We can't preach any other way. It's the word of faith which we preach. The word we have been hearing every day. How can I make God's word work? Listen, the word of God eh, is a building material. It is able to make you what it wants you to be. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. Jesus is the word. When you follow the word, the word has the ability to make you over into whatever God wants you to be. How do I give myself to the... Paul says says something to Timothy. He said that... He said to him... He had spoken the word of God to him. He said, in the latter part, he said to him, He says, give yourself wholly to these things so that your profiting may be evident to all. Give yourself wholly to the Word of God. How do I give myself wholly to You immerse yourself in God's Word, not just by studying it, but by keeping the confession on your tongue every day confessing and speaking the word of God every day. Confessing and speaking. the—that That is how you immerse yourself in God's word. That's how you give yourself to God's word. So that your profit, If you have been giving yourself to God's word, your profiting will be evident to all. When you give yourself to God's word, you profit. God's word will begin to profit you. It will begin to work in your life. The glory of God's word will begin to be imparted upon your spirit. We will see the glory of God's word in your life. We will see. That, is it God, God's work in your life becomes so visible. We see it. And it, it, we cannot tell, wow, this man. We can tell that God's word is doing something in his life. There's the ministry of God's word. It's the ministry of God's word. Hallelujah. By giving yourself wholly to it. Proverbs chapter number 4. If you have the Bible, turn there with me quickly. I'll show you something. Proverbs chapter number 4. You see, it's about time as believers. It's not enough just to be hearing God's word every day and then we just go. Don't be like that. That you hear and it does not benefit you. You hear and it does not benefit you. No, it must. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter number 4. And it means you're doing something wrong. Anytime you are struggling to do something, anytime you are struggling for something, it means you are doing something wrong. That is wisdom. Just stop. Don't cry. Don't do anything. Just stop. Don't complain. Don't, don't be frustrated. Just stop and just say, no, I'm doing something wrong. And ask, you know, you can even talk to a brother or somebody, you can talk to somebody who is, you know, much more you, you deem to be spiritual you can call one of the brethren and say what am i doing wrong what do you think i'm doing wrong and tell the person okay i'm doing this i'm doing this what do you think i'm doing wrong show me by the word of god talk to the holy ghost what am i doing wrong and he will show you that you are doing you you are doing something wrong and you, when you do it right it will work it's as simple as that hallelujah proverbs chapter number four proverbs chapter number four Oh, you, you love this one. Fathers mm-hmm. 4, verse 20. Listen to this. This is God speaking to us. He said, my sons. God is speaking to faith generation tonight. Hallelujah. He said, my sons. Son is in the generic sense. So the ladies, you're also part of it. Amen. He said, my son, attend to my words. What does the word attend mean? Attend mean give attention to my words. That means that in your life, the thing you should pay attention to is the word of God. Not other thing, not the voice of men. Not what people are saying, not what CNN is saying, not what the financial markets are saying. God is saying, attend to my word. Give attention to my word. Pay attention to my word. And look at that. He he said, incline thy ear unto my sayings. God is saying, can you hear what God is saying? Hallelujah. Because you see, the rumor of God is what will bring the change in your life. What God is saying per moment in your situation, can you hear what God is saying about your situation? He says, incline your ear. Incline your ear. You know, sometimes our ears are hearing so we've inclined our ear to hear so many things. We have not inclined it to hear the voice of God. But today I admonish you. As you pay attention to God's word, he says, incline your ear to his sayings. God is saying something. Are you hearing what the Father is saying? He is saying, he's incline your ear to listen to, for his voice. Mm-hmm. And look at verse 21. Let them not depart from thy eyes, meaning your eyes must keep beholding the word of God every day. The Bible says, but we are with open faces, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of God, didn't change into the same glory. Listen, every day your eyes must be seeing God's word. Your eyes must be seeing God's word. It's the same as looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Your eyes must be seeing Jesus in his word. Your eyes must be looking at. Let them not depart from the midst of your eyes. Don't see any other thing but God's word. Where you don't see any other. Sometimes when something happens, the first thing we see is our doom. How we are finished. We see our downfall. We see our destruction. We see how we are filled. We see how that's all we see. But today, may the Lord cleanse your eyes. May you begin to see God's word. Hallelujah. He said, keep that in the midst of your heart. Where should you keep God's word? Don't keep God's word in your Bible. It should be in your heart. Not in the Bible. It should be in your heart. Not in your purse. The lady is not in your Louis Vuitton purse. Or your Michael Kors bag. The lady is there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't keep God's word in your Dolce and Gabbana bag, or, is it Donny and Burke? Am I right? Don't keep it in that bag. No, no. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Let the word of God be in the midst of your heart. How would God's word get into the midst if you trap it by faith? If you trap the word of God by faith, it will remain in your heart. Hallelujah. Look at verse 22. Hallelujah. I love this one. Please, if you don't have your Bible with you, write this scripture down and read it. Meditate on it tonight before you go to bed. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. This is God's word to us. twenty to 22. After you've you paid attention to God's word, you've inclined your ear to hear what he's saying, and you've not let them depart from your eyes and kept them in, your, in the midst of your heart. Why is God saying all these things? Look at verse 22. He says, for they are life unto those that find them. Hallelujah. Hey, Amen. they are what? Life. They are life. But if, if somebody is dying and finds the word of God, he will come to life. And it depends if you are living and you continue to hold on to the word of God, you will live forever. They mm. uh, are lost unto those that are from there. And I love this part. And health to all their flesh. This is why I say I can never get sick again. Because as I am imbibing the word of God, it is health to my flesh. It is health to my flesh. It is held to my flesh. It is, held to, mm. my flesh. It is held to my body. Hallelujah. The word of God, you see, the, the amplified breaks in that it says it is health and healing to all their flesh. Health and healing, meaning that you see, it will keep you in health. And if you are sick already, it will heal you. The word of God. It is health and healing to all their flesh. And if the word of God can heal your flesh, how much more your spirit and your soul. If the word of God can heal your flesh, if it can keep your your flesh in good health how much more your spirit man and your soul my goodness the word of god was made for your spirit by the way as for the flesh it is bonus you'll you be spiritually healthy your soul will be will be will be healthy your flesh will be healthy hallelujah the last time you visited the doctor, that's the that's the last time you ever see the doctor again. Somebody did not say amen. I said the last time you visited the doctor, that's the last time you ever see the doctor again. Hallelujah. Mhm. Maybe you you maybe you don't you want to go back and see the doctor, so you are not saying amen. <laughs> I said the last time you saw the doctor, that is the last time you ever go and see the doctor again. <laughs> amen oh. <laughs> yes hey, I didn't know some of you so <laughs> I'm saying amen for listen. all of them don't worry Pastor. you know you know you know how some people they say my diabetes they they personalize it it's like it's their possession they cherish it when they die they'll pass it on to their children. <laughs> My 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 pneumonia. Your pneumonia. Hey, is it also? Mm. Hallelujah. For the ladies, the only time you go to the doctor is when you are giving birth. That's that's the only time you you visit the doctor. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Why? Why am I saying that? Because, because you're going to keep the word of God in the midst of your life, of your heart, and the word of God is going to be life to your spirit, and it is going to be health and healing to all your flesh. I did not say it, God said it. Amen. Amen. This is what. Say, I, am I the only person seeing this in Proverbs chapter four? Do we believe God and His Word? He said, "My son, attend to My Word. Hallelujah. This is the secret. This is how you make the word of God work in your life. You, at- you pay attention to it. Amen. You incline your ear to the things of God. You don't- And when you hear those words from God, don't let them ever depart from your eyes. Meaning keep beholding it. And keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them and help to all their flesh. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. I'm bringing my message to a close, brethren. That is it. So, brethren, in the kingdom, listen, the children of Israel, they were so close, yet far away. Why? Because they lacked knowledge. They lacked knowledge. They were trying to find something God had already given them, and they had neglected the way God has set for them. Hallelujah. Lose your ignorance today. Go for the knowledge of God's word. And remember, the thing you are seeking, it is not far away. The solution you are looking for in your life, the solution I submit to you is the word of faith. Hello. And the word of faith is not you. In your mouth and in your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Better lift up your voice and begin to pray in the spirit right now. I bring my message to close, mess up your balls you. and get it